1: Since 2010, Just Brew Coffee has worked tirelessly to perfect the roasting process and technique, which has resulted in seriously delicious, always flavorful, and never bitter-tasting coffee. If you're already drinking JBC, raise your mug. If you're not, raise your standards. Check them out in social media and remember, they roast, you just brew. Check out their new online store at youjustbrew.com and up your coffee game today. Use code NECRO15 to receive 15% off your order of two pounds or more.
2: b b b bonus episode! <laughs> I think people are jacked, geeked, cranked and stoked back after a, what, a 2-3 week hiatus. Bonus episodes back and we're coming back with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. Dave, just when I thought we couldn't get more of a fucked up serial killer as we already covered, we have today.
1: This is maybe the most vile story that we've uh, covered yet. And also an opportune time to introduce our new series, Hometown Heroes. <laughs> this gentleman we're going to discuss tonight was uh, born, grew up about 15 Miles from the Necronomapod Studios, so we thought he would be a, a great first edition to the Hometown hero series <laughs> that we're going to roll out and uh, include the future Hometown Heroes in. Yeah. Yeah. So not some not-so-claim-to-fame from Northeast Ohio? <laughs> there no. are a lot
2: of them. It's just crazy that with who we've covered thus far, the Richard Ramirez's, the Richard Chase's, the Ed Geens, the Ed Kempers, each time we read those, and these are all new to me as we're going through it. Right. Because so like we've talked about before, I am not a... Uh, uh, an aficionado an Aficionado and enthusiast Of this genre I don't understand How they kept getting More and more fucked up And I feel like We've peaked Nine different times <laughs> And then I read Today's like Summary And it just baffles me
0: Well this guy He uh He was caught Right around the same time As Jeffrey Dahmer And Jeffrey Dahmer Took over the whole media Like the media Just took over The Dahmer story So
2: Dahmer stole All of his shine And the media's the media st- attention then Yeah Cause I had never Heard of this guy Yeah
0: he's a little known Serial killer And it's basically Like like I said, just because Dahmer took the took the spotlight from right. him, and oddly enough,
1: he grew up about ten miles uh, away from Dahmer, so yeah, not too far from here, like yeah. I said earlier,
0: and was a mega piece of shit. Yeah, this is um, like I just throw out a solid uh, solid disclaimer that this is a pretty graphic uh, graphic story here. This is.
2: Well, if anyone who who follows us on Twitter and Instagram saw the uh, teaser pic that we put out yesterday, I think that gives you a, a small yeah. sense of what we're about to get into here.
0: So let's learn about the Kansas City Butcher, Robert Bradella Jr. was born January thirty first, nineteen forty nine, in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio, um, to parents Robert and Mary Bradella. As a child, Robert was intelligent but considered a loner who rarely left his house and had little to no socialization with other kids. He had a speech impediment and wore thick glasses starting at five years old due to being severely nearsighted. And he was also diagnosed with high blood pressure as a child. And those medications, along with just his personality, made him not very athletic, not into sports and stuff. A little
1: bit of a dorky kid. Yeah. Do kids get diagnosed with high blood pressure often? I don't know. I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever seen that before.
2: Well, in the 40s, Dave. But, you know, medical science was much more advanced back then. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. I will take your
0: word for it. His younger brother, Daniel, was really athletic, really into sports and stuff. And because Robert's dad valued sports and stuff and physical strength, he pretty much he viewed Robert as a failure and would compare his younger brother to Robert, you know, like proving the fact that he was a failure.
2: Robert's been outshined by everyone his whole life. His younger brother as a kid and then Dahmer
0: as an adult, (laughs) like just (laughs) taking away all the attention (laughs) from him. Right. Yeah. You want to say the guy can't catch a break, but frankly, he doesn't deserve. a break so his dad was also abusive and beat the kids regularly with a belt okay so we're on track for the blueprint of
1: uh yep that we've seen
2: before mark it up here. i think we're what like 10 for 10 yeah. on abusive parents
0: <laughs> but in fairness that was pretty common back then right to get smacked with a belt i guess but just coupled with uh I you know think you're a failure your brother's yeah, brother yeah right. no that I'm not. and i
2: also wonder you know did he beat them with belts or did he just kind of like yeah give them, yeah stern uh, punishments you know i think there's a there's a None of it's okay, in my no, opinion, but there's man. a fine line, I think, back
0: then. Yeah, I mean, I'm not condoning beating a kid with a belt, but no. it's, I mean, it's pretty common back then to get smacked with a belt or a wooden spoon or something. Yeah.
2: It's also probably safe to say, from this point forward, what we talk about tonight, we do not condone <laughs> in any way, shape, or form.
0: I mean,
1: it's even hard to make jokes about it. Yeah. so right. ridiculous.
0: So Robert was really good in school. Um, he was really intelligent, but his teachers said it was hard to uh, hard to teach him because he had a real disinterest in school, and it was largely attributed to him being bullied by other kids. And when he reached puberty, he had realized that he was gay and kept this a complete secret, even having a few girlfriends to to cover up his sexuality. At sixteen, Robert saw the movie The Collector. Have you guys seen that movie?
1: I have years ago, and it's a pretty bleak movie. Yeah. yeah. So if he's basing his whole life outlook on this movie, it's not going to
0: end well. So, yeah, just a quick rundown on that plot. It's about a man who stalks and then abducts a woman... A young woman that he finds attractive, and then keeps her in a windowless stone basement where she would die of a contracted illness, despite the man's attempts to keep her alive. And like you said, it really yeah. seems like he based a lot of his uh, yeah. ideas off of this. And he blamed it on her too. Oh, in the movie. And at the end of the movie. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I've never seen the movie. It's a, it was a book too, I believe,
1: a British novel.
0: Also, at this time, at the age of sixteen, Robert's father died from a heart attack, and shortly after this, his mother remarried, which Robert saw as a betrayal to his father and he became more isolated and focused much more of his time on painting and collecting things like coins and stamps, which will make sense later. Not too. tongues
1: and ears and noses? <laughs> no. Okay. Not
0: yet. So pretty benign so far. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing, <laughs> nothing too crazy. In 1967, Robert uh, graduated from the Cuyahoga Falls High School and relocated to Kansas City to attend the Kansas City Art Institute. In his first year there, he was known as a model student, but in his second year, Robert befriended some drug dealers and started drinking heavily um, he was arrested a few times for selling drugs to undercover officers but didn't really face any jail time or anything like that so Nothing. he wasn't very bright yeah no at least in the drug trade <laughs> right but then also at this time it's noted that on three occasions he had tortured animals in front of students he tortured a duck a chicken and an experimented with tranquilizers on a dog It doesn't sound pleasant. okay no
2: was he, were these like at a party or like just like on the campus
1: or.
0: So with the duck, he was trying to
1: quack people up at a party.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh! It was the, um, the duck, he killed it and cooked it, but it sounded like where he did it. Was not appropriate, and he claimed Hmm. it was for the sake of art. The other thing was some art thing that he had set up where people would hold chicks in their hands and like go through this thing that would stress them out. And as they got to the end of it and more stressed, they would not notice, and Uh, they were squeezing the chickens to. Oh wow! Yeah, that's fucked up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the dog thing, I don't know, but it's not like Ed Kemper where he's out there burying cats alive, things like that. I mean, none of this is cool, obviously, but it's not like... Was he wetting his bed or starting fires
1: as part of the something-something... Trying triad, triad, the McDonald's triad, right.
2: not the good one, like the quarter pounder with cheese, the 20 piece <laughs> nugget and a Big Mac.
0: No, no he the had none huh? not that. So in 69, Robert voluntarily left the Art Institute for this, um, for backlash he was getting for this stuff with the animals and especially, I get it, it, from what I read, it was mainly the cooking of the duck was the hmm. thing that got him, got him into the most trouble.
1: That's a weird one. Yeah. Huh. What's wrong with cooking a duck?
0: Yeah. Uh, Duck's
2: delicious. Yeah. I mean, I guess if he was torturing it first, but I don't know. It just said he k- cooked it, right?
0: It just said he killed it and cooked it hmm. for the sake of art. But it, to me, it sounded like it was just in a completely inappropriate setting. Like, like it wouldn't like be in cool. the library. Yeah, right. <laughs> just walk in. Yeah, and just slit and he a cooked duck's it with a flamethrower. Yeah,
2: slit something? the duck's throat on the middle of a table. <laughs> throw it in like a boiling pot of water.
0: Like what? Right. It's art. It's hungry. I want some uh, Peking duck. <laughs> so he decided to stay in Kansas City and move to a house in the Hyde Park District. At this time in his life, Robert was completely open about his sexuality. And he began began spending a lot of his time with male prostitutes, drug addicts, and runaways. He claimed that he would befriend these people to help them change their lives and like give them a place to stay and stuff. And he was adamant that much through the 70s, he had no physical contact with any of these guys hmm. to his neighbors robert was considered just a flamboyant but helpful civic-minded person was what they called him um the only complaints of him were that sometimes he had a stuck-up attitude and his property wasn't uh was very unkept like, well, those didn't... two things
1: don't go together
0: <laughs> right <laughs> like they said like the inside of his house was like a hoarder house like real bad oh. and didn't cut his grass and shit great right. but, yeah. but still He's... nothing too awful here mm-hmm no, I mean, take out the weird shit with the animals. Right. Nothing completely out of line. Yeah. And through the 70s and 80s, he was really active in neighborhood watch programs. And he would eventually become the chairman of the neighborhood association in the mid 80s.
1: He seems like a stand up guy. Yeah. yeah.
0: Model citizen, if you will. <laughs> in, uh, in 1982, Robert began renting a booth at the Westport flea market and called it Bob's Bazaar Bazaar
2: clever not to be confused with the insane clown posse album of the same name bizarre bizarre <laughs> was a two disc track one album was bizarre with two a's one was bizarre with two z's i believe that's correct some juggalo will correct me but
1: i bet the one song was worse than the next
2: <laughs> no it was two albums oh you mean each song worse than each the next. song was hey worse that than their the one next. their biggest hit let's go all the way came off one of those just saying trl probably got retired at number one <laughs>
0: Something I never went through in life. So, anyways, Bob's bizarre, <laughs> bizarre,
2: because
0: <laughs> you have musical
2: taste, <laughs> my friend. Of course. <laughs> course. Oh man, you don't want those juggalos pissed off at you. It's all right. It's summertime
1: think.
0: now. It's we'll true. have some bonfires. It's almost out time out there. for the gatherings. <laughs>
1: Are we going to the <laughs> gatherings <laughs> <some> here? ICP? <laughs> When is it? It's usually in July, down at, uh, I don't know, about an hour
0: south of here. Nelson's Ledges, right? Is that where it was last year? I think or so. Buckeye Lake? Yeah. Depends. That'd be a blast. There's I all think. kind of hometown stuff we got going for us here in Ohio. Oh, yeah.
2: So, what would be a more rowdy experience, do you think? Going to Gathering the Juggalos or the infield
1: of Talladega? Hmm. That's a good question. I think I would take the meth and Fago at the gathering <laughs> as being more wild. Yeah. More <laughs> interesting. I mean, I watched yeah.
0: that mini documentary about the, the gathering. It's pretty rowdy. I have not seen that. There's some pretty out of control that. individuals. Oh, yeah, it looks there. very
1: interesting. I can't wait. I would go
0: purely for archaeological reasons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So at this uh at his booth at this flea market Robert mainly sold art, jewelry and antiques and just it was like like an odd like he sold weird books and shit like a like an oddities kind of store. Um
2: like Spencer Gifts before there was a Spencer Gifts.
0: Yeah, but like books like um like magic books by Aleister Crowley, shit mm. like that. Just anything weird. He would become acquainted with a, another vendor at the flea market named Paul Howell and Paul's son, Jerry Howell. Robert kept a casual friendship with Jerry Howell through the years, helping him out financially when Jerry got in trouble with the law. And that little note about Jerry Howell will make sense later on. So really with this guy, there's not, that's it as far as So we'll see you guys next <laughs> week.
2: <laughs> Tune in on Sunday for yeah, another new it's episode. It's a great show. Yeah. yeah. That's the story of a nerd who grew up. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Hometown hero. Hometown boy done good. All right. Successful flea market entrepreneur.
2: Yeah.
1: No trouble with the law.
2: You guys got any shout outs this week?
0: <laughs> so we'll we'll fast forward now to March 29th, 1988. Well, that's a little ominous. I yeah. might just suspect that
1: some some things occurred between yeah. the b- bizarre, bizarre and, and now. I we'll, we'll yeah. get to that later. Yeah, at
2: least now, 1988, Ian and I are both alive. We were not alive the first time. Oh, you story. weren't? Oh, no. that's
0: terrific. Nope. <laughs> Is this the first story we've covered that we're alive for no. so far? Uh, <laughs> no. Except the Toy Richard Box Ramirez Killer. And Toy Box. the fuck out of We've here. covered a bunch. No. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, March 29th, 1988, Robert picked up Christopher Bryson, who was a male prostitute. Robert told him he was just looking to drink some beer and party. That's what I'm looking to do tonight.
2: (laughs) It's literally what I'm doing right
0: now. Christopher thought that that was a great idea to just go hang out with Robert and drink some beers because he didn't think Robert was gay and he wouldn't have to do any anything sexual that night to make money. He was just going to hang out. So they went back to Robert's house and Robert gave him some beers and offered him Valium. Robert told Christopher that he had two very mean dogs. They were uh, chows, and that they should go upstairs to hang out instead. Chows are nasty. Yeah, I
1: don't like chows. What the fuck's a chow. Have
0: the purple tongue, right?
1: Yeah, they'll yeah. fuck you up, man. Better Google this real quick. They're fluffy and yeah. purple tongues. Yeah,
0: they're cute, but they're mean though. Yeah, yeah. He had two big ones.
1: Oh, like
2: those little teddy bear
1: looking things?
0: They'll bite your ass, dude. Yeah, those things are fucking mean. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh, that's a big. One. All right. Yeah. So he I'm had two, up. he had two of those. They were really mean. So, his upstairs was set up like a living room. It had a couch and a TV and stuff, so it wasn't like going up to a bedroom or whatever. So, the uh, Christopher guy was still comfortable with the situation. Once they got up to the room, Robert hit Christopher in the back of the head with a metal pipe and injected a tranquilizer into the back of his neck. Oh, the pipe alone could kill you. Right?
1: God damn. God damn! God <laughs> damn! <laughs>
0: Robert then carried Christopher into a bedroom, propped him up in a chair, then took a picture of him with a Polaroid camera. He then moved Christopher to a bed and tied him to the posts with um, bathrobe belts and put a washcloth in his mouth tied with an electrical cord as a gag. He also put a dog collar around his neck with a leash that he also tied to one of the bedposts.
1: Well, that escalated quickly.
0: Very quickly.
2: Wow, we should have stopped the story ten minutes ago.
0: (laughs) so in going forward with all this stuff Robert took very detailed notes of what he would do to people so that's where all this is I mean he confesses later on but he has very detailed notes so at 5.30 a.m. Robert came back into the room and sat down with a notebook and started taking notes documenting to what he was doing to Christopher from 5.30 to 6 o'clock a.m. he writes FRTFU finger this is documenting a sexual assault of Christopher and later we'll get into the codes the codes but yeah you can you could figure out that you could figure you could loosely figure that one out at 7 30 a.m robert injects him again and writes down what the amount that he gave him and it was an animal tranquilizer i guess i have to
1: say uh, a copious note taker it's a characteristic that we'd like to see in the serial killer i mean it it helps get all of our information correct right
0: (laughs) when you want to know the rest of the story yeah So, at 8 a.m., Christopher regained consciousness and was having a hard time breathing because of the gag. Robert walked back in and poked Christopher really hard in the eye. Yeah, I mean, that's just like... That hurts my eye just thinking about it. What the fuck? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this whole story is a complete what the fuck, but... um, Robert then left to get a cotton swab and bleach and when he came back into the room he started swabbing Christopher's eyes with the bleach trying oh. to blind him. Robert... Complete
2: dick move.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Robert climbed up on top of him and started beating him again with the metal pipe. After beating Christopher, Robert hooked metal clamps to Christopher's genitals and sent 7700 volts of electricity into Christopher's body. And the whole time Robert was doing this he was taking pictures with his Polaroid oh. camera. And
1: that's the picture we
0: posted. Posted on Instagram yesterday. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. When he was all clamped up. Oh, tied can you up. imagine? What the fuck?
2: No, I could not imagine. I really couldn't. I couldn't imagine being that person or doing that to someone. I mean, I I couldn't do it. I couldn't poke someone in the
0: eye if you wanted me to. Mm -mm. I
2: I just, I don't have that in
0: me. So when Robert was done shocking him, he injected him with the animal tranquilizer again. But this time he followed it up by injecting drain cleaner into the front of Christopher's throat in an attempt to damage his vocal cords so he couldn't scream. Wait a minute. (laughs) Is there any medical basis to that? No. No. I didn't think so. I would. Da- I mean, is this something he came? He came up with
2: like throwing it like just against his neck?
0: No, taking oh, a syringe, it, syringe and injecting it into his throat.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Like, like hoping-, hoping to hit the vocal cords injecting. and paralyze okay, the vocal
1: cords. It. That's just something he made up in there.
2: Probably in your, in your just your saying mind. like, yeah, it would just maybe he thought it would just fuck him
0: up. You know, kind of what I th- what it made me think of was like uh, like Nazi stuff, like Joseph Mengele's weird experiments Just with the, injecting whatever things. you can do. Yeah, yeah. when because this guy ran this like weird shop. I wonder if he had some books and shit and was reading and was like, hey, maybe I can try something like that out. That's
1: not a bad theory, you yeah. know. Just throw everything against the wall and see
0: what sticks, right? Especially because yeah. M- Mengele did stuff with the eyes too yeah. and stuff. That's why that's mm. was like, like maybe that's where he got the the ideas from. So after that, the next. The next log in his notebook was at 7:45 a.m. Robert wrote down Quiet and then injected Christopher with more tranquilizers. At 3:30 p.m., Robert comes back to the room and injects Christopher with penicillin. Oh, because that'll work. I'm guessing that's where that collector movie comes from, where he's yeah. like giving these giving this guy penicillin to right. try and right. keep him alive. So Christopher starts moaning and try to trying to call out for help, and Robert told him to shut up and then went on to rape Christopher. Ugh. And then this is a quote. This is a direct quote from Robert on what what he told Christopher.
2: You did not choose to be here, but you are. For you to survive being here, and for you to, you know, make it, it could either be rough or it could be easy. If I grow to like you and to trust you, then I could do special things for you, such as buy you cigarettes, pick up a movie on the way home from work, and so forth. Don't try to fight me, or you'll just get more of what you had earlier. You see, what you got is nothing compared to what you can have.
1: Okay. So we got some Toy Box Killer similarities here. Yeah. with the statements. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, this, that's a good comparison. This is really is like the, the Toy Box killer, some of this shit.
2: Yeah. Although it seems, well, it seemed like Toy Box, it seemed like he got off on the torturing.
0: Oh, this dude. Is does this too. dude getting
2: off on the torturing oh, or is yeah. he just getting off on the the raping? Like, is he getting it off on the like pain he... he's inflicting on him, too? It seems like a lot of his torturing is just to keep him quiet, like blinding
1: him and to, to shut him up. Yeah, but that genital yeah, voltage he... uh, shocking, yeah. that's uh, a whole level good. of torture. Sure.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll get into the notebook later. So Robert then told Christopher that the only way to, that Christopher would ever be able to hurt Robert was if he used his hands or his teeth. And Robert told him if he tried something like that, he would rip out his teeth and make it so he could never use his arms again. And then he told him if if he tried to escape, he would kill him. So this guy seems like he might be a dentist with this level of sadism he's uh, <laughs> showing and the teeth falling. This guy's secret dentist. <laughs> <laughs> so Robert, he, he continued with the, the electric shocks and, and raping Christopher, whether it be with doing it himself or with a foreign object, whatever. <sighs> but he started to trust Christopher a little bit, so he started bringing him cigarettes. And he also started to let Christopher watch TV while he was gone. But he turned the volume up really loud, so no one could tell if like Christopher was screaming or something. Do we know if
1: he had cable or anything, or if he just had to watch?
0: Yeah, so that's... Oh, he put on the Kardashians all day long, <laughs> and it was torture. The, well, yeah, we'll get into it. That's interesting. He's like, just turn weekend. it off and fucking rape me some more. <laughs> I don't know. I do watch <laughs> the Kardashians. I thought about that, but I didn't want to say it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anything with the Kardashians? <laughs> no, but you said that they.
0: Yeah, we'll get into. I'm get into it in a second here, but with about what the cable, what this guy was watching. Um, by third, by that Thursday, Robert and Christopher were actually communicating, and Robert told told him that people had gotten this far before, but they're dead now because of mistakes that they had made. So what Robert had explained to him was that he was only allowed to talk. Christopher had to put his hand on his mouth, on his own mouth. To, that would be. A signal like i want to say something and he could only talk if robert touched him on the head oh boy so that's what it, they got to this point by thursday so christopher told robert that he was starting to feel sick so robert gave him more penicillin he loves that
1: penicillin yeah, he's just pumping him full of it
0: well you know he got it um he was getting the 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 um those type of medications from a vet for his dogs that's where he was getting the shit yeah so these, these weren't even like He had no idea what the fuck he was doing. This was all intended for animals. (laughs) Off with this stuff.
2: (laughs) Well, clearly he doesn't give a fuck, anyways. Right. Just
0: so by Friday, Christopher started playing around with the knots. Like he was still had his hands tied up, but he was trying to figure out, you know, if he could play with them and get them. And get him free. So he was
2: tied up like his hands, like up, like, right, at it, like above his head almost. Right. Okay. But he
0: was like reaching his fingers down, like messing with him. Yeah.
1: Like that hurts after 20 minutes. Can you imagine? Like, how long has oh. he been here at this point?
0: Yeah, it would be miserable. Jeez.
2: Well, imagine like when you wake up in the middle of the night with your arm stuck over your head and yeah, it's all right. numb and like dead.
0: Yeah. Days. Days. Days.
2: And still being able to like move your fingers and untie is incredible. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's a picture of Christopher with his hands tied up. Oh, it'll be out. We'll post that. When Robert came back, Christopher asked him if he could tie his arms a different way because his arms were going numb and it was super painful being tied up like that. And Robert agreed to tie his arms in front of him. So now Christopher really, he could really start playing with those knots now that his hands are in front of him. Probably
2: mistake number one by uh, Burdella.
0: Right. So Christopher also noticed in the room that there was a box of matches that Robert had accidentally left behind because he would bring him the cigarettes to smoke, but he would take mm. everything back with him. But he left a box of matches in there. And Christopher figured that this was his way out, that he was either going to burn down the ropes or he was just going to try to burn the whole house down or something. Cause he was just so desperate to get out. Sure. Like I'll kill myself yeah. with it all. I don't give a At shit. At that point. Absolutely. Yeah. That Saturday morning, going back to talking about the, um, the cable, the, NCA final four was going on that that weekend oh. so christopher talked him into letting him watch the tv that day that he really wanted to watch the basketball and robert figured hey he's we're getting along now he's going with this i'll let him watch it so he figured he had it up real loud you know that it would mask anything that any sounds he was doing in there and whatever so okay yeah so that's where Damn. the tv comes in final four basketball interesting so marv albert Gosh. <laughs> gosh <laughs> and what year
2: was this what we
0: Eighty-eight. Yeah, I don't know who was. I don't know um, who was in the
2: final four. Well, you guys were in preschool or something, right? Not even. It was two. <laughs> you were one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that Saturday, after Robert agreed to to leave the TV on and let and let Christopher watch the basketball, he went to work at his flea market stand. In bizarre, Cr- bizarre. Yep. <laughs> Not the Insane Clown Posse album. <laughs> and he's so Christopher started working on the knots. It took Christopher about twenty minutes to get the knots untied from his wrist. Twenty minutes. So he was not
1: working fast.
0: <laughs> I was actually going to think that's pretty quick. Yeah, if pretty it only quick. took
1: him
2: twenty minutes to get out of what was supposed to keep him secure for good, that's not bad at all. Once he, you know, moved him down to in front of him, but yeah. When he changed the way his hands were
1: tied, yeah, that's a good time. That's
2: not bad at all. I was just trying to make a pun. Uh, you're making a knot joke. <laughs> Guess what? It was not funny. Damn. Wow.
1: You're right. It was not.
0: (laughs) So once he got once he got his hands free, he started to use the matches to burn the ropes around his ankle. So he was just lighting match after match and um to burn those ropes. And so he finally get got the his ankles free with these matches. But he was sitting on the bed and it was a metal framed bed, and with all that shocking and stuff, he didn't know if this dude booby trapped the room. Like he didn't want to touch anything metal because he was afraid that he was going to get shocked. Yeah, pretty
2: good, you know, foresight by him to think about that stuff. I wouldn't think about that. No, Stick I, the fuck. You out would of think you'd want to just yeah. up, as soon as you burn those ropes, just get up and run. But right. I guess yeah, he was smart enough and, and vigilant enough to be careful about all that.
0: So he he didn't really want to go around touching anything else to try and find his clothes. So all he had on was a dog collar, and he knew he couldn't go downstairs because of the dogs. So he opened up the window and crawled out, and he didn't even know where he was, like how high up he was or anything. Yeah. It's a, this room. Was the only thing that he knew at this point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So he he was able to get out, and he was hanging. He was on the second floor. So then he was hanging from the gutter, and he was going to try and swing to get like. Could I guess ma- like minimize falling or get to like
2: another roof maybe right. to then jump down
0: but the gutter broke and he just fell straight down and just Ooh. shattered his foot
2: oh as if he needed another injury right.
0: right Christopher walked across the street and found a meter man who he got to call the police the first two officers that arrived think this is some type of like a like a gay bondage thing that had gone wrong and this is really That's like like the Dahmer scenario yeah, it's this the is same thing very similar That's exactly Exactly
1: what happened to his first victim and how many people ended up getting killed because of that. Yeah. Which
2: like why why would the cops just immediately think that? Like was this like a gay community that he was in? Like why would they immediately you have this was it because he had a collar around his neck? Well, I mean, like, they just, just they because just, he was naked and had a collar, they assume, oh, yeah, probably. And he's talking not some sex crimes committed. Like, that's just, it's just shocking that the cops are so dismissive of that.
1: Well, like, the kid that escaped Dahmer was, what, 14 years old? Yeah, and Dahmer. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, and I, just, I, I don't know that The cops gave story. him right back to Dahmer, and he took him inside and immediately killed him. Yeah. They just think it's... They're just dismissive of the whole yeah. situation
0: that yeah I, I just don't take it serious at all it's almost like with like um, i mean that's why a lot of these guys go after uh prostitutes it's because it's like you know the police don't really care about them yeah so, yep. but um, so they called the sexual crimes unit to get someone else out there, but they weren't taking it very serious either. They asked Christopher to tell the story, and Christopher, this is another thing with him like thinking on his feet with this stuff. He told them that he was picked up by a man and a woman because if they found out that he was a male prostitute, there was a good chance that they were gonna, just going to say forget this, this whole thing. This Christopher
2: guy is right. quite wise. Yeah, yeah, good for him.
0: I mean, and after being tortured for a week too, on top of it, to be able so. to yeah. think. So. So clearly, yeah. yeah. So they called in a lead investigator, which this guy, thankfully, someone was going to take it serious he um he took it very serious and and took Christopher to the station to get a report from him and medical attention this officer immediately went to a judge to get a search warrant for Robert Tome meanwhile robert's neighbor called him at the flea market to let him know that the police were there like standing around his property like something was going on
1: hello bazaar bazaar can i help you
0: <laughs> so robert went back to see what was going on and was immediately arrested for sexual assault and that was that was all they had on him at that point you know yeah was just they hadn't gone into the
1: house yet, right? <laughs> right. Um, so he's probably sitting in the back of the police car. Like, what do you think at that point? Hmm. because he, he knows what they're going to find in yeah. this house when they finally go in. He yeah. kind of probably just resigned to your
0: fate. Yeah. At that point, I'd imagine so. You would assume you'd Yeah. Like, I had a good run. <laughs> <laughs> so Robert tried to deny the police access to his home, but they already had the search warrant approved. Yeah, right. It was already going. And you, I might be completely wrong on this. But I, there has to be some form of probable cause here that they could just go in that house, right? Based off of what they've seen, what I, this guy's saying, I would think
1: so with the story, and I mean, I'm not, sh- yeah, we're just scratching the surface of what Christopher told the officer, but it was enough to get a judge to sign the warrant, yeah. obviously.
0: And on a, and the, the the big thing that I kept hearing or when I was reading and stuff on this was that it was an Easter weekend too, so that's where they were like fighting again. It was, yeah, oh, they it wanted to get a,
2: it all like the the uh, warrant before they went for like the holiday break.
0: Well, there was already people on holiday break so they wow. had to get this judge out and like they, they were like scrambling to get this okay. shit done but so they got in there and they got to the second they were looking around and it like it was a hoarder's place whatever and they were they weren't really finding anything and then they got to the second floor and they found they saw a room that was kind of like barricaded off it looked like and in there they found the burnt ropes the electrical generator With wires that were leading to the bed. They found a metal tray with syringes and a bottle of prescription drugs. And they found that metal pipe that he used to beat Christopher. So everything corroborated the story that Christopher had told them. Tell us, Ian.
1: What did they find next?
0: (laughs) So as they were going through, they found a human skull in the closet on on the second floor, and a partially decayed human head in the backyard. They also found several human vertebrae that had cut marks matching a hacksaw and a miter saw that they found in Robert's basement. This guy's pretty sloppy. He's not
1: covering his no, tracks. No, not at all. No.
0: Yeah, not even a little. They also found a chainsaw down in the basement that had bloodstains, human flesh, and pubic hairs that were all tangled up in the chains. Jesus,
1: this guy's not covering up anything. No.
0: Well, the basement was clean other than that, but they did a luminol test. Oh, and the pube chainsaw, you mean? Yeah, other than the pube chainsaw. <laughs> okay. But the um, when they did a luminol test to the basement, and when they did it, it said that the whole place just lit up.
2: Yeah, like I you bet. Yeah. I'm covered in blood. It's Ugh. just like someone turned the lights on, the room gets yeah. that bright. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
0: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When they went back, they were searching back on the second floor, and what it said too is that because that place was like a hoarder's house, and it was a big house, it was like three stories. They had, um, they had like teams of officers that were that were going through categorizing things. But on the second floor, they found an envelope full of human teeth. Fucking so. sadist dentist! I told you. <laughs> they are the worst. And in that room they also found 334 Polaroid pictures of victims in various stages of torture and death. Oh. He boy. documented all of it. Everything.
2: Written journal and the pictures.
0: And this uh in those pictures also showed Christopher was in all those a bunch mm. of those pictures too, so.
1: No uh, plausible deniability here.
0: No. Um they also found newspaper clippings regarding the disappearance of Jerry Howell, which I said earlier that we would Come back to that kid that he that was, was his
1: friend's son from the flea market. Right. Yeah. right.
0: They found, they found, uh, yeah, like I said, newspaper clippings regarding uh, Jerry's disappearance. How old was Jerry? Like, was he 19? Okay. So
2: he didn't really take any kids.
0: No, it was all young young guys. Young Everybody was in their 20, 19 to like okay. 24, 25. They also found a wallet belonging to another missing person named James Ferris. And like we said earlier, Robert's notebooks. On top of the Polaroids, detailed Hmm. everything. So the guy was a scrapbooker, more or less. Like if our friend Amy was a serial killer, this is what we
1: would find at her house. (laughs) I guess so.
2: She's a very good scrapbooker. (laughs) sounds like Robert essentially was too except for all the fucked up wrong reasons. Right.
0: Dahmer was a was a he, categorizer. He had tons of polaroid he, pictures so know, is all kinds it, of stuff.
2: Is it because they're getting off on this? Or why are they why are they documenting all of this so much? I just look back on it. To Fun. be like cuz they're proud of it, to get off on it, like what? That, I guess that's my question. Like, why, if you know it's so incriminating, why are you te- Taking these notes. Do you think it's in Ed, b- in Ed between... Kemper didn't take notes, and he was the smartest probably of all these guys.
1: <laughs> like in between victims, so you just have something to, to jerk off. To that's or, what I'm like. Yeah. Remembering all this yeah. stuff. Like, are
2: you looking at these photos, like getting off to them? I gotta are you, think so. Are you skull fucking the the skull that you buried in the back? Are you are you looking at your notes, thinking, oh, that was good, or I shouldn't have done this, and like trying to improve your game? I, I mean, yeah. I, that's what I don't know. That's just interesting.
0: I was listening to something with the um the one guy. From Mindhunter that the show's actually based off of, and he was talking about this kind of stuff, and he was saying that these guys, the fantasy is, will always be better than doing the actual killing. Uh, that it's way harder to kill somebody. Like he said, if, if you, he said, from talking to a lot of these guys, every one of them says, like the first person they killed, they're like, I didn't think it would be that hard to kill somebody, like that hard to strangle someone to actually get them to die. Right. right. So I'm. The it, fantasy of it's always
2: better than the actual
0: doing. doing it. So I'm thinking, like,
2: isn't that true, Dave, with that uh, Chinese swirl thing that you had told us about too? The
0: Chinese, <laughs> the Chinese basket trick. Yeah.
1: Well, when I get over there and get the basket, but the basket trick, I'll, I'll let, let you know. know. Maybe the fantasy is
2: better than the actual <laughs> act. I've never been to China, so I'm gonna. Wait, I mean, there's I'm no one around on here that, that can question. do that. Does it have to be authentic Chinese? Can't you? probably pay the right person over here to get that done. I think we could probably, with the right eye hook and just saying, rope, we could probably get that going. I'm just saying, that sounds like a situation where the fantasy might be better than the actual payoff.
1: I don't think that that's probably true.
2: Okay. The basket trick is pretty fucking awesome. Please like make that. sure you keep detailed notes, take some pictures, and let <laughs> us know. And we'll revisit. Maybe, a, maybe that'll be a bonus episode. <laughs> but i'm thinking with a
1: b- 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 boner <laughs> well, that'll
2: be on you man you we don't know M- maybe
0: but i'm thinking that's
2: like <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but i'm thinking that's why these guys would hold on to something like this is because th- they could live this out again as in a yeah, fantasy that makes sense like without fantasy. actually having to kill again you'd be bright I'm thinking... Even though they're
2: still always going to go back to the
0: killing. Because it's never quite good enough. Yeah. Right. And that, that's what... Yeah. And it makes sense with that guy saying that it is... I mean, it would make sense. It would be hard to kill somebody. And then you're risking getting in trouble. You're risking all this stuff if you can hold on to it and fantasize about it, I yeah. guess. Yeah.
2: That makes sense.
0: Robert lawyered up immediately and wouldn't talk to anybody. And the police had to charge him with something that would stick to within 24 hours to hold him. So like we said, it was over Easter... Uh, weekend so they were frantically trying to get this evidence all categorized and in and identify at least one of these victims because they didn't have a body they didn't they had a human skull but they didn't have like a cause of death or anything they had they didn't have anything that would be like
2: that they could actually legitimately put a case against him right
0: like he could have bought that skull in south america or something and Right, you know, exactly. Yeah. So they found a a pad of paper in Robert's house that had um, had some names on it, and police were able to locate a man named Freddie Kellogg that was on that list. Kellogg told them how the gay community was starting to feel like Robert was preying on them by offering people places to stay, and then he said that it, that Robert would even rape some of these guys if they didn't consent to sex with them. But then he said he also said that they started getting suspicious of him when some of these young guys. Started popping up missing, and then they're like, Wait a second, that guy was with you know, was yeah, with so Robert. They, they knew so, it all along, huh? Yeah, oh, that's interesting. So, they showed this Freddie Kellogg guy the, some of the pictures, and he was able to identify some of the men. So, he was able to identify Todd Stoops, Robert Sheldon, and Larry Pearson from these photographs. The police were able to charge Robert with the murder of Larry Pearson because they confirmed that this guy was missing, and in the Polaroids, it clearly depicted that that Larry was dead. He was hanging upside down in the basement. His skin was completely discolored from from being dead, so Whew. there was no way. So to they say finally it. got
2: their murder charge, or the evidence for their murder charge,
0: right? And I mean, that's awesome, police, for not taking for the you know the officers that didn't take it in the beginning, like fuck those guys. But the guy that that took the reins on this and took it serious. Is. It's some awesome police work just in a matter of a day, you know, to get all this done.
2: Yeah. He might make the Necronomapod Wall of Fame right. next to that. Uh, who was the uh, that super cop that went after Richard Chase?
0: Basically, so that guy got it done in 24 hours yeah. too. basically the same Put those thing. guys
2: on the Necronomapod Wall of Fame. Right. That's separate With, from the hometown. Well,
0: we should wall. we should clarify
2: it's it's officially titled the Mr. Muggs Wall of Fame. <laughs> he is the inaugural member these two are just sub to him
0: it's mr mug's world they're just living in it that's all it's we're all just living in it so by by the arraignment for robert the only one living witness they had was christopher bryson and christopher he was just completely freaked out like just traumatized by the whole thing and uh and he just took off and didn't show up to court so it's not like he just panicked and just, i
1: can't say i blame him man that's 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 a lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess you'd want to see that piece of shit go to jail, but
1: yeah, I get that.
2: But it's it's just crazy that he did so well after he escaped, with you know not having any booby traps, with being smart with what he told the cops. Right. He was he was really good then, and then after probably the adrenaline wears off and everything sets in and you're you're traumatized. It's unfortunate he couldn't come back to yeah. Yeah. to see this this piece of shit get what he had coming.
0: So now the only charge that they were left with was the murder. Charge charge and even then it was shaky because they had no body they hadn't had enough time to identify any of those teeth or the skull any of the remains to this larry pearson guy so unexpectedly robert just rolls in and pled guilty at the arraignment
1: (laughs) yeah but they weren't
0: expecting that (laughs) no (laughs) and that was on the advice of his lawyer his lawyer's idea was that the The gig was up, so just plead guilty, Mm -hmm. and then they can't go after you for the death penalty was was the thought but they only charged him with one murder and there was obviously more involved right they could go after him for the death penalty on other ones his lawyer wasn't thinking uh wasn't thinking the greatest on that yeah at the second arraignment robert was charged with the murder of uh, robert sheldon and robert pled not guilty to this the lawyer quickly realized that he screwed up and that they were absolutely going to seek the death penalty
2: did the lawyer and robert not speak ahead of the second
0: arraignment to talk about hey don't please not guilty I, I don't know it doesn't sound like the best lawyer in the world no, was it a public defender did uh I don't think so Robert had money I think he had his own lawyer hmm man yeah
2: all that bizarre bizarre cash he had coming in
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean they went they they quickly went to to make a plea deal and the deal was a guarantee of life in prison prison without the death penalty and Robert would give them all the details on the crime from what i read too on that was that um the prosecution really wanted to go for the death penalty big time on him but there were a lot of families involved that wanted the details on like what happened to to their loved ones so that's why they agreed to to yeah. go ahead and, and give this guy life, And give him that deal. Yeah. So since Robert agreed to give them everything in exchange for um, a life sentence, he first gave them details on his note system because a lot of it he used acronyms for things. So the letter F always stood for fuck. So he had oh, that's c- clever.
2: <laughs> the periodic table
0: of, mm, of pieces of shit everywhere. Yeah. So he had CF. Which stood for carrot fuck.
1: Hey, what's up, Doc? (laughs) Man.
0: C U C F, which stood for cucumber fuck. F F stood for fist fuck. F R F stood for front fuck. E K G stood for shocking. P E N (laughs) That's clever. I mean (laughs) right, we'll give him that one. That's clever. P-E-N stood for penicillin. P-H stood for administrating prescription medicine. And his notes also detailed how he would try to stop these men from being able to see or hear when he was coming to, into the room. So that's when he would use like the bleach in the eyes and stuff. But he also detailed how he would use drain cleaner in their eyes as well and then put caulking mm-hmm. in their ears so they couldn't hear. So he put caulking in their ears? Caulking. Do you know how much caulking it took to <laughs> plug up their ears? <laughs>
1: About two, in- about, about two inches? <laughs> <laughs> about Too two much. inches? Like, is it hard to hear if you have cock in your ears? <laughs> I don't know. I've never had cock in my ears. <laughs>
0: That, that sounds that sounds so terrifying. I, someone just... Drowned. Yes, it's it's insane. This is terrible. That would fucking hurt when that
1: dried, the eye The oh. eye
2: shit's what bothers me. I'm really sensitive with eyes. Like, if I see someone else's eyes bloodshot or, like, all red, yeah. it makes my eyes start to water. Like,
1: or can like, you imagine pouring drain like,
2: cleaner in your eye? No. I can't even put eye drops in without <laughs> Ex- crying like a little bitch. Exactly. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to do whatever other shit they're putting in there.
0: Just the thought of the caulking in your eye or in your ears, I feel like when it dry like as it dried, that would be yeah. so fucking painful.
1: Like when you're doing projects at home, did you ever accidentally put caulk in your ears? I've never <laughs> accidentally did no. But I'm pretty good with caulk. I don't make a mess. <laughs> so you finish pretty, you know.
2: It's pretty clean finish. Pretty, pretty clean smooth. finish, you don't make a yeah. mess. And when you're done, you never knew the hole was plugged. <laughs> <laughs>
0: God damn, we're really good at riffing. <laughs> so Robert's first victim that he um, that he confessed to was Jerry Howell, the son of Paul Howell, that Robert worked with at the flea market. So was his buddy, yeah, nice. So this one occurred on July 5th, 1984. Robert picked up Jerry and drugged his beer with volume until he became unconscious. He then injected Jerry with the tranquilizers and tied him up to the bed. Jerry was tortured and raped with foreign objects for a period of 28 hours. According to Robert, Jerry had suffocated either due to vomiting with the gag in his mouth or not being able to catch his breath from the tranquilizers while having the gag in his mouth.
1: Either way, just awful. Yeah. He's yeah. to die. Either I, I gag at the dentist. I can't have anything in my mouth. I can't no. imagine someone sticking a fucking rag in your mouth. Yeah, or, you know, a nasty, disgusting oh. rag.
0: Either way, it was the gag that killed him. Either he couldn't catch his breath. Or yeah, he puked while he had it oh. in his mouth.
2: That puking one would just be brutal. Like feeling it come up, and then it just all gets clogged and stuck there. Yeah, and you just slowly choke to death. That's yeah. the Bond Scott. Yeah, so he was just passed out. Yeah. in the back of his car Bon Scott original singer of ACDC mm. that's how he died drunk Just, one night in February in his 1980
1: in back seat of his car
2: Front seat in the of back his of his car and uh, choked on his own vomit that's why what, 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 you're supposed to if you're really drunk you're supposed to sleep on your side yeah because if that way if you puke you won't choke on it right yeah. So,
0: yeah it's terrible live and learn kids but if you're tied up and gagged I don't know if well, you have that option. you don't have much
2: of a choice. And Shot up with penicillin.
0: And um, Robert said that he tried to briefly do CPR in Jerry, but when that wasn't successful, he dragged Jerry's body to the basement. Robert hung his body upside down above a large cooking pot and made incisions on the inside of his elbows and his jugular vein, and then he left Jerry suspended overnight to let the blood drain out of his body. The next day, Robert dismembered Jerry's body with a chainsaw and wrapped him up in multiple layers of... Of newspaper and garbage bags and then just left the bags out with the rest of his garbage to be picked up the <sighs> next day. That's pretty bold. Yeah.
2: That's like the most we've heard that he's done thus far to like cover something up. Yeah. Like actually getting rid of... Uh, Not burying body. it in the basement. Right. Or, the or, or, yard. or yeah, it. Yeah. Right. I mean, I guess he was taking detailed notes and pictures though, so...
0: Yeah. On April 10th, 1985, Robert Sheldon arrived at Robert's house looking for a place to stay because he had stayed with Robert before. Robert didn't find Sheldon attractive but figured holding on to him would be a good way to let out frustrations he was having at the time. So he drugged Sheldon and tortured him for three days, and he got particularly brutal with this guy just because just because of the fact that he just wanted to just to hurt somebody is what it sounded like. Yeah, take out his aggression. Yeah, he used piano wire to tie his hands and the gag in his mouth to just purposely cut him the whole time. Um, and as
1: we all know, you can use piano wire to sever your own head,
0: just like yeah, Tony Collette did. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, no. in that shitty movie. <laughs> Jesus. But, I mean, imagine that, a gag tied in your mouth with a piano worm. It's terrible. And then he he's detailed too that he repeatedly shoved needles from syringes underneath uh this guy's fingernails. That, that might be the worst part of this whole story.
2: That one, like I couldn't imagine what that would feel like. <laughs> Coming from two guys
0: who bite their nails yeah, with them. Really like, like, <laughs> it'd be even worse. Do you know how like
2: it's probably all dead under there,
0: anyways, I think by now. But a syringe? Oh, that'd be terrible. <sighs> you know, he wasn't just poking, he was probably jamming oh, it. Well, well he's not just like jiggling oh, yeah, around, man.
1: like he's fucking going in
0: there. Yeah. Man,
1: this is a really terrible. Terrible story. Yeah.
0: So, after these three days, um, a contractor came to do work in, on Robert's roof that uh, that Robert forgot that he had scheduled. So, he decided to suffocate Sheldon by tying a bag around his head. Oh, roofers
1: just, here. Time to kill you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oops, forgot.
2: Now you got to die because of my mistake.
1: Going to put a Walmart bag around your head. Because, you know, with all this
2: madness and killing that I'm doing, I'm still concerned about my roof. <laughs> Gotta patch that up <laughs> in case I ever want to sell this, put it on the market one day.
0: Yeah, it's just I, yeah, I don't know. That's just such a mundane thing. Like it's oh, very fuck. odd. Like, like
2: all this is going on. Oh, I had to schedule a roofer. Yeah. He fit that into his schedule yeah. throughout the, in the middle yeah, of these torture right, exactly. to call a roofing company just The co-
1: mindset of these people is is fucking crazy. So yeah. Well, he, he
2: went grocery shopping a lot, right? To get carrots and cucumbers and stuff too. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, not even to make a joke. Like, you just have to go out. Like, there's someone locked up in your home that you've been torturing, and you go out to the grocery store to go just buy stuff and be normal. Yeah. yeah. People walking by this guy in the middle of the store not thinking a thing about it. Yeah,
1: like, oh, this guy must love salads. No, he's going home to rape somebody with his yeah. fucking vegetables.
2: To C-U-C-F C- C- his... somebody. Or what was the other one? CF somebody.
0: So, yeah, after, the, after uh, Robert Sheldon suffocated with the bag around his head, and he dismembered him in the bathroom on the third floor of the house. Hmm. The following June, Robert found a guy named Mark Wallace hiding in his shed to get shelter from a f- severe thunderstorm. So, talk about a fucking bad, bad luck on that. Seriously. To sneak into that shed, yeah. Robert offered Mark to come inside, and Robert said he noticed that this Mark guy was really tense and just seemed. I mean, he was like, a, it was a homeless guy, so it sounded like he was just real worked up and whatever. So Robert offered Wait, him.
1: Was it a stranger who just happened to find the shed in the storm, or was it someone who had, like, he knew him? Just mm. it was a stranger. No, he didn't
0: know this guy. Okay, at all. this
2: was pure terrible <laughs> luck. Yeah, by Robert Sheldon.
0: So Robert offered to shoot him up with chlorpromazine to help him relax. Mark willingly decided to take Robert up on the offer. And I, I, it, being homeless, I mean, who knows what this guy's situation was, but I'm sure he's yeah. not shy to drugs. he probably trusted like enough
2: and, and was like, oh, you got something to make me relax? Hell yeah.
0: Yeah. After Mark had passed out, about 30 minutes into him passing out, Robert decided that he was just going to keep him. <laughs> He's watching for half an You're hour. You're just here now. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrifying. Should I keep him or should I let him go? It's probably. It sounded like what he was doing was just sitting there looking at this guy debate like, and right. Should I keep yeah. this guy or he
1: loves me? He loves
2: me not. Maybe he was just extra stressed that day and decided, all right, I need to take my stress out.
0: Yeah. So Robert shocked Mark and experimented inserting needles in the painful pressure points on Mark's body. Oh my God, what does that mean? It, yeah, it just sounded like he was. Like He's sticking needles in his pressure points. It sounded like he probably had one of those, a book or something yeah. from his place that oh. talked about probably pressure like right points. Right here on your wrist. This is the worst. on the inside of your elbow
2: and in the neck. Yeah. In between the toes, maybe.
0: Yeah, I would assume some places like that. So, Robert said that Mark had died as a mixture of the drugs, the gag, and the lack of oxygen. So, it sounded like this guy just suffocated on the gag again. Jesus. And according to Robert's notes, it said that Mark died at 7 p.m. on June 23rd. On September 26, 1985, Robert answered a phone call from someone he knew named James Ferris, who asked if he could stay at Robert's house for a couple of days, because this was another guy that previously had stayed there before. This is effortless. They, he
1: doesn't even have to go out and find
0: these people. They no. come to him. Well, he trusted him. I mean, yeah.
1: they said he was doing this all the Remember, way through. Remember, he
2: had a neighborhood watch. Like, people liked this guy. <laughs> for even, real.
1: Like it, Homeless people show up in his shed. Well, that... It, I mean, that might they just appear in his
0: house, he puts no effort into this, they come right to him. Well, and what like it was saying through the 60s and 70s that he was just uh, he was doing this and like giving these guys places to stay. And then, whatever, what year did this start with Jerry Howell? Was that 82? 84 84 so it's like something just went something snapped in his head where he's like i'm just gonna act out these fantasies all of a sudden you know he just put it off for so long right yeah so these guys already trusted him um but so robert agreed and as he was talking to him on the phone and and agreed to let this james guy stay at his house he already made the decision right then that he was gonna keep he was going to take this guy captive. Despite mm-hmm. what Robert had already done to his victims, he said James was the uh, was the first victim that he really wanted to torture bad. So he arranged to meet James at a bar and later brought him home with him. And then when they got back to the house, he hid tranquilizers that and food that he had given James and then tied him to, to the bed before torturing him for 27 hours oh. straight
2: why did he want to torture him
0: It's just, in his confession it just said this was one that he wanted to torture really bad wow. like the other ones weren't bad enough but yeah
2: well, but 27 hours straight Yeah. so that's probably also coming from his notes where he probably details everything he did yeah. for 27 hours
0: yep. so yeah so he did 27 hours straight he tortured James using the electrical shocks, needles into the pressure points, um, sexual assaults performed by both Robert and with foreign objects, Robert noted in his log that James was unable to sit up for more than 10 to 15 seconds at a time. And then the next entry noted very delayed breathing. And then his death was noted. Jesus. So, I mean, that's basically that you're being shocked and raped to death for 27 hours straight.
1: I mean, your body can only take so much; it just gives right. up at some. That's point.
2: Impressive, he lasted twenty-seven hours. It's yeah, it's just. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, Th-
1: this might be the worst story we've ever done. Just the prolonged. I can't torture that you can't even fathom this. It's. Kind of I'm stuff. trying
2: to think back. I mean, all of them are terrible in their own ways, but you think about the ones where, like, like Ed Gein and Ed Kemper, a lot of their fucked up shit was after they were dead. The the victims, they yeah, would skin them right. and skull fuck. But on. torturing people like, for tor- like, twenty. So Seven I'm thinking hours. like like Richard Ramirez and this guy might be the two worst. Ramirez didn't really torture him, but he beat mm-hmm. a lot of them pretty badly. Yeah, and would rape I think some of the women. Right. This guy I think probably is is top of the list at the Necronomopod Wall of Shame. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is. I, I really can't think of outside the toy box killer and like toy
2: box Killer's pretty bad, too. Yeah. And like him. we were
0: talking about Peter Curtin before we were mm. recording, I mm. those other than that, I think that this guy's he's got to be really, yeah, man. this is really bad. Peter Curtin,
2: I'm sure someone will cover.
0: Oh, yeah, for uh, in sure. the uh future. Well, now we have to after <laughs> teasing that he might be You're as right. bad as this. So on June 17th, 1986, Robert had a chance encounter with a man who had lived with him for a brief time back in 1984 named Todd Stoops. There you go, Dave. Another chance
2: encounter with
0: someone. Mm-hmm. They're falling into his lap. They are. That's what's so strange about this story. So Todd Stoops was a drug addict and and had worked as a prostitute at times. Robert invited Todd back to his house for lunch and added that he would give Todd the $13 he needed for drugs if he had sex with him.
1: $13?
0: I guess in 86 money. I don't know what... Well,
2: 84. Ian, we weren't alive, so I don't know how much the going rate for drugs were then. (laughs) You know who would know? Betty Hill.
1: (laughs) Well, weed was not that expensive in 1984. (laughs) I will tell you; you can confirm. You would not have to get quite uh, a bit of weed for thirteen dollars. You
2: would not have had to sleep with Robert Bordella for weed money.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, (laughs) we got to laugh somehow during this episode. (laughs) Um, Robert was able to keep Todd alive for two weeks before he died. Oh,
1: two weeks.
0: Robert used electrical shocks on Todd's eyes while they were closed to, to try and blind him. Oh, my God. So he just like attached him to his eyelids.
2: Dude, at that point, I'd be like, dude, just give me a knife. I'll cut my own eyes out. Quit shocking my eyeballs. But right?
1: again, that's not a medical, medically, or it's, I don't know, it's no, scientifically. Just, like, shocking your eyeballs doesn't make you go blind. He's just no. trying to destroy them. He's just making them. stuff up.
0: Yeah. Um, and he used the, the drain cleaner again, injected it into his throat to try and stop him from being able to speak. Uh. While he held Todd captive... Robert repeatedly raped him, and on June 27th, Robert noted that he ruptured Todd's anal wall with his fist, causing him to have massive bleeding. That doesn't sound great. No. I mean, these are horrific and painful ways to go. Yeah.
1: There's just no doubt about it.
2: So, I feel like I have questions about that, but I just don't want to even go down this road. I I mean, it's the same as rupturing any wall in your body, you know yeah i mean i i get i get it i guess it's just that's just so is that officially the worst death we have talked about on this show besides mr Muggs getting shot at point blank range at jonestown
0: I mean, all like that's if I terrible. had to choose a way to go, that would not be the way that I chose. It's not the top of the list. It's, no, not, it's not the top one hundred. I would not no. No. because it's horrific. Yeah, because that happened. How then. aggressive
2: do you have to be
0: for that to happen?
2: I mean, I, I I'm not as, expecting an answer, but like just the pain that you would be experiencing. This guy's a monster.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not something that I. The way that I would want to go out,
2: uh, no, no, in a word,
0: no, because it's not quick either, as we'll see.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because um, I want to go. I want to go asleep in my bed when I'm an old woman like Rose from the Tannic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just slowly close your eyes, go to sleep, and not let that be it. <laughs> never thought we'd get a titanic reference on
0: today's episode no no definitely not <laughs> see how that works yeah. especially now when we're talking about a guy getting dying from being fisted well right when i think of titanic <laughs> but
2: but we kept the tradition going of talking about some random movies in every yeah. episode that we do
0: <laughs> towards the end of todd's captivity robert tried to feed him ice cream and soup but he just kept throwing everything back up and then on July 1st, 1986, Robert noted that Todd couldn't breathe in a sitting position, and then he later died that day. So Ugh. it's presumed that he died from septic shock from his anal wall being ripped. So that's from June 27th yeah. from July 1st. That's how that long four, it took days. for that guy to just... Can you fucking imagine that? To die from that's... that. I, I, I
2: wouldn't know. That would be pure hell.
1: And just to be tied up like that, not, you know, able to do anything about it. You
2: can't yeah. defend yourself. You can't protect yourself. You can't cover up. can't treat any wounds. You're just mm. prone and that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um.
0: In the spring of 1987, Robert met Larry Pearson. Um. This was a casual friendship that began when Larry went to his flea market shop and told Robert that as a kid he had an interest in witchcraft and Robert had some witchcraft shit there, so he bought some stuff stuff off him. they just kind of sparked up a a friendship hey bizarre bizarre i used to like witches
2: (laughs) oh you're a juggalo (laughs) me too let's hang out
0: (laughs) shortly after pearson temporarily lived with with robert and would um do chores around his house to uh instead of paying rent so it's just another guy that that he took Mm -hmm. that he took in and let live with him he didn't initially intend to capture Larry, but um, formed a plan to do so on June 23rd when he bailed Larry out of jail. What
1: would Larry do? I
0: don't know. He, yeah. didn't, he didn't anally fist someone until they died. could tell you
2: that much. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just saying.
0: Uh, Maybe a little disorderly conduct? Probably Maybe something. a little drunk in
2: public or yeah. something. Okay. We've all been there.
0: So Robert made sure that Larry had become intoxicated before injecting him with the chlorpormazine and then moved him down to the basement. When he had Larry down in the basement, he um, he bound his hands above his head and then linked the rope that he had used to, the, to a brick column in the basement before injecting Larry's throat with the drain cleaner. Hey, do
1: we know if this is Drano or liquid plumber?
0: Everything I saw just said drain cleaner, hmm. but I mean, just curious. Just looking brand. for sponsors here, man. <laughs> 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 if we can get another sponsor. That'd be great. <laughs> that would just be fucking painful in itself, man. That would burn so bad. draino or something into your yeah, neck. Yeah. This chapter brought to you by
1: Liquid Plumber. <laughs> when a real plumber's just not
0: available on the spot, Liquid Plumber will meet all your drain cleaning needs. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, then Robert brought down the electrical transformer down to the basement to do, do the shock torturing to, to Larry. Did he play the Peter
1: Gabriel song, Shock the Monkey, while he was performing this act? No, uh, it was
0: <laughs> Kisses
2: Shock Me.
1: <laughs> Make me feel better? <laughs> Put on your black leather.
2: <laughs> now we're just literally reading lyrics from the song. <laughs> or reciting them off the top of our heads, but, you know, is Pro-Kiss.
0: <laughs> I'm indifferent. Two-thirds of Necronomopods. Two-thirds is, of Necronomopods is, is very pro-kiss,
2: and one is indifferent, so we're pro-kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm outvoted on ACDC, so I guess we're not pro-ACDC. Yeah.
1: Most overrated band in the history of music. We've
2: discussed this during <laughs> Richard Ramirez. We're not going to do it again. You just have a wrong opinion.
0: <laughs> According to Robert, Larry was the most cooperative of his six victims. On the fifth day of his captivity, um, and by this time, he had, had torture with the electrical shocks and Robert even went as far as breaking several of his hand bones with the the metal pipe that he was,
1: oh man,
0: to make him submissive. So Robert figured that Larry had earned his trust as he continued just to cooperate with stuff. So as a reward, he agreed to move Larry to the second floor, so out of the basement. With Robert first telling Larry that if he can if he continued to cooperate, he would not be you know he wouldn't have to go back down to the basement. Throughout the last six weeks of captivity, Larry. Trained himself to sleep without moving, which I don't even understand how you would. What that means. Well, yeah. How do you
2: train yourself? And two, how do you do that? I, I don't know. Maybe he trained himself to have sleep paralysis every night, right. and he would just lay there and be conscious but not know yeah. how to move and then fall back asleep.
0: Yeah, like in a to not want to go back down to the basement. Right. You know. I guess some um, people
2: don't move a lot when they sleep, though. They can fall asleep in one position and wake up in the same position.
0: Yeah. I am, not, I,
1: I am not. Who knows what you do after a that captivity like
0: this, right? It's mean, true. So, out of six weeks of
1: six weeks
0: <laughs> of captivity,
2: Can you
1: fucking imagine he's yeah. got like a
2: broken, mangled hand. <sighs> he's had all that shit put in his his throat and his eyes.
0: Yeah. Um.
2: His ears are probably all cocked up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> out of desperation, Larry bit into Robert's penis before just like screaming out that he couldn't. He couldn't take anymore. In. Was Robert
1: flaccid? Or did he have a b-b-b-boner? He... <laughs> 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 well, Dave,
2: I don't know if that was in the
1: notes.
0: <laughs> Just asking for a friend. There is a hospital report of it, though, that he did go to the hospital with his.
1: Like, how much of his penis Like, Give us damn near
0: bitten off. Like, oh. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, so that's he why he uh... it. Yeah,
1: it's like, well, we're
2: going to sit here and feel bad for this guy. Should have been cut, bit off, and fed to him mm. himself.
0: Ugh. So, in response to, to getting bit, Robert killed Larry by first beating him unconscious with a tree limb and then suffocating with a bag tied around his head
1: <laughs> where did he get the tree limb I don't know that's what Ted Bundy used in, in that last uh the sorority house in Florida yeah he beat those girls with a tree limb
2: Maybe he went outside that's weird took a
1: tree limb down yeah <laughs> like he's got all these tools up in a, the metal pipe and all in right him. he beat the guy with a tree limb
2: maybe he has a wall of weapons and there's weird. just a tree limb hanging on it maybe okay I don't know along with his Drano and his, <laughs> <laughs> liquid,
0: plumber. And his liquid plumber liquid <laughs> plumber so yeah, he so yeah, he he beat him with the tree limb and and suffocated him with the bag before he drove to the hospital to get treatment. And like I was just saying earlier there is a record of him going to the hospital and How much was his penis was gone? A, a pretty much a bit off, like it had to be <laughs> Oh boy. Completely like John weakened. Wayne Bobbitt kind of. And it wasn't all the way off, but it was <sighs> um so yeah, he when he Came back, he dismembered Larry's body in the basement, and then uh, he initially, for whatever reason, stored his head inside a freezer in his house and then eventually buried it out in the backyard. So Robert was sentenced to life in prison without parole at the Missouri State Penitentiary. While he was there, he made a ton of complaints that the prison was withholding his high blood pressure medication. So in 92, Robert got in contact with a counselor that he had first met when he went to prison named Roger. Coleman. Robert started telling him that they were withholding his medication. And he made tons of complaints to this guy about this. And then on October 8th, 1992 Robert complained to the prison staff about his heart pains and was taken to a medical wing of the prison. And their staff determined that his heart was unstable and they called 911. And Robert was pronounced dead at the hospital from a heart attack at 43 years old.
1: Wow.
0: And then shortly after he died a judge that was um, the judge that oversaw his trial, it was named Alvin Randall, was informed that he died, and and he's quoted saying couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Well, damn. <laughs> so well, that is well, now wrong. Yeah. But that kind of brings in like this whole ethics thing because it's pretty clear that they were not giving him his medicine. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a weird Look, the guy's
1: a piece of shit, but he still afforded the rights of anyone else. Yeah. I 100% agree. I don't don't think there's much to talk about with that.
2: Like, that's that's murder.
0: Yeah.
2: It's not their job to dictate who lives and dies.
1: Right. He was not sentenced to death. He was sentenced to life in prison. So if he's not safe in prison, then no one else is either.
0: No, it yeah. just and that's like not a, to stick up. I mean, the guy no, yeah. probably
2: deserved this death, but that's not that's not for the the prison guards to determine. That's right, yeah.
0: and it just it really it just seemed like a huh. conspiracy type thing that nobody was willing, no one gave a shit. Or how long was he locked up? like so how long did he
2: su- did he suffer in prison what, four years maybe yeah.
1: three four years
0: because but presume- and they were
2: withholding it the whole time that's what he said mm. do you think he suffered for four years and was it like not even really noticeable for a while I don't know I it's wonder just like mm. a high blood I'm just pressure wondering like how you know. much did he suffer now because now looking back it's like all right well you kind of hope he suffered a little bit not that it's well, That's right I mean the way they did that's things, what I but- mean
0: about like the ethics it's like obviously the good guy you could say he deserved whatever he got but that's not the
2: no ethically I I don't. Yeah, I think they they, their... they should have been probably charged with murder. The prison yeah. guards that withheld it. But as just someone looking back on the situation, I'm glad he didn't have a pleasant end. Yeah, doesn't yeah. mean it was okay.
0: Yeah, because I mean when the and judge it, even says okay. like fuck him, basically right. you know you're not. And that's
2: that's probably not right. Yeah, no, it's not.
1: Whatsoever you right. do to the least of my brothers, you do unto me. Jesus said that. Oh, I thought bon Scott had said that. <laughs> <laughs> just going back to some ACDC tributes. Just, you know, just throw out some Jesus quotes. Yeah, so that's uh,
2: What a feel-good story for yeah. a Thursday uh, afternoon morning whenever people are listening to this.
1: Yeah. This was uh, quite a fellow. Yeah, Again, a-, a hometown hero.
2: Yeah, we have a lot <laughs> of right. them. We have a lot of
0: hometown people we yeah, can do. Yeah, we
2: touched on it. You, if you're listening to this on Thursday or Friday or Saturday, the uh, Just Wait Till Sunday's episode, we're going to keep this trend going a little bit with fucked up stories. Mm-hmm. We'll just tease it at that, and you'll have to... Wait
1: and see. And hometown hero is clearly in jest, lest anyone think we're uh, putting this fellow up on a pedestal.
2: No. We, we already said he's on the wall of shame. Yeah. We have the, the, the Mr. Muggs wall of uh, fame and the, uh, who did I, did I, do we dub anyone yet, the wall of shame? He can be at the top of it. Yeah. The uh, Robert Berdella hall of shame. Yeah. All right. Well, it might just be that. I'm going to start putting their pictures on the different walls. <laughs> All right, Ian, you got anything else of uh, Robert Berdella? Anything else to talk about with him? Anything to wrap up, close out with? No. No?
0: No, I think that's it. We
2: covered all the sick, inhumane, yeah. fucked up shit he did. Yeah,
0: it's a rough one.
2: So Dave, what about you? You got anything else on this uh, this guy?
1: No, he is uh, He's not my favorite. I, I have a shout-out to our, our our new pal, Blazer 531 though. Thanks for your support. There we go, from Twitter.
2: From Twitter. On Twitter, yeah. Awesome. All right. We will check you guys on Sunday.